You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got a touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Broncos country, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Broncos. Like I said, today's edition of Locked On Broncos is very, very special because we are going over our Locked On Podcast Network awards of the year around the National Football League. And it pertains to questions like coach of the year, defensive rookie of the year, NFL MVP, most improved player. We cover a lot of great categories over here on tonight's edition of Locked On Broncos. This is your host, Cody Rourke, writer, contributor over at PredominantlyOrange.com, covering the Denver Broncos as well as an NFL analyst, talking about the Denver Broncos and the NFL nationally. You can check me out on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL. Also, follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnBroncos, and obviously check out the new content over there at LockedOnBroncos.com. New writer, new contributor, Evan Gray is on a roll with everything Locked On Broncos. Latest article talking about, is Baker Mayfield worth the fifth pick in the NFL draft for the Denver Broncos? Well, a lot of great news and analysis. Obviously, the Kirk Cousins saga. Evan Gray has you covered over there at LockedOnBroncos.com. Evan's going to jump on here, Locked On Broncos podcast with me here in the near future. So look forward to having him on here to share some more insight. Obviously, some great articles, some great content over there by Evan Gray, LockedOnBroncos.com. Now, Yesterday, we talked about the Super Bowl, and obviously you got to hear from Locked On Eagles, Locked On Patriots regarding what their analysis was on, on what the New England Patriots and what the Eagles have to do in order to have a chance to be successful and win the Super Bowl. And it was a lot of great insight. And, you know, somebody reached out to me on Twitter today, and they want to hear me talk more about personnel groupings, defensive schematics, and, and I'm all for it. I love it. Um, I, I tend to try to, you know, I use it here and here and there, but I, you know, also use regular lingo just because a lot of people don't understand coach speak. And uh, I definitely plan on doing some more video content here, Locked On Broncos, just to the fact where I can drop some play diagrams and break it down for fans, obviously, you know, that, you know, that want to understand the game of football more from an X's and O's standpoint. We're going to do all that stuff, but obviously – Big show here tonight, a couple days away from the Super Bowl. Very excited about that. So uh, let's jump right in to our first award. Now we're going to look at the award for Coach of the Year. Now every single member of the Locked On NFL branch took the time to vote and, and talk about this amongst ourselves. And, and the results came back almost unanimous in regards to the coach of the year. Now, the choices between coach of the year were voted for between Sean McVay, head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings, Doug Peterson of the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Marone of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and obviously the Belichick man down there in New England. Now, it was it was pretty close, not really close. It was close between the bottom two, but it was a pretty much a wide margin of victory here. And the Locked On Podcast Network has announced that head coach Sean McVay of the Los Angeles Rams is the Locked On Podcast Network's NFL 
coach of the year. Now, I'm very impressed with Sean McVay. I thought he did a phenomenal job. And, you know, there was a lot of question marks coming in for Sean McVay being one of the youngest, you know, being the youngest head coach in NFL history and, and having a defensive coordinator who's been an NFL head coaching veteran and Wade Phillips and not wondering how, you know, is the youth going to get in the way of, you know, uh, obviously – the process of being a head coach, especially when you have a guy as old and tenured as Wade Phillips, who has a lot of respect around the league, and many people were wondering if that was going to work out well. Sean McVay controlled the offense, and he let Wade Phillips run the defense. And, and on the sideline, you watch both of them you know, all season long. Sean McVay is not saying anything to Wade Phillips in regards to what he needs to do with his defense. He trusts, he knows Wade Phillips is so good as a defensive coordinator. The Broncos are really missed, missing him. I, I miss him. You know, I miss Wade Phillips. If you get a chance to read his book, Son of Bum, I really encourage you to go to your local bookstore and get it. But Sean McVay, young guy, just watching him on film through hard knocks when he got hired, and not hard knocks, but um, all or nothing with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Him coming in and, and doing everything that he's done. Obviously, Jared Goff taking Jared Goff from last year, where he was considered a bust, to this year he he was a he could have been in the conversation for MVP and obviously most improved player. Jared Goff took incredible strides this year under Sean McVay's guidance, and, and Sean McVay's the ultimate player's coach. And and I tell you what. For being a guy who's the youngest head coach in the National Football League, his energy, his passion are things that get me excited. As somebody who's watching a game and I see him on the sideline, how passionate, how control of his emotions he is, that is what you want to look for in a head coach. And Sean McVay is going to have a long career here in the National Football League as a head coach. And and just to see what he's done in one year and turning around the Los Angeles Rams, getting their offense to be the highest scoring offense in the National Football League this year and having a good defense. And, you know, unfortunately, didn't work out in the first round of the playoffs, but this is a good building experience for them going forward. So Sean McVay, congratulations. You are the Locked On Podcast Network's Coach of the Year in the National Football League as voted by Locked On NFL hosts across the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, before we get to our next segment, our next category for obviously our our end of the year awards show i want to take the time to tell you guys go check out my man adam Adis over at locked on nuggets and he's got a lot of great things to say man if you didn't catch the nuggets game last night you missed out on a very very exciting win i mean i, I tell you what each game that i watch with jamal murray and gary harris in the backcourt for the denver nuggets they are the next best young backcourt in the NBA. And I tell you what, you know, they have the ability to become that Clay Thompson, Steph Curry type combination. They're, you know, unbelievable. Gary Harris on defense and offense. He had a game last night. Jamal Murray is a very, very impressive player for somebody who's 20 years old. Now, if you missed the game, the Denver Nuggets and Oklahoma City Thunder last night on TNT had a very, uh, very intense game, high-scoring game. The Nuggets scored 70 points in the first half, and then obviously uh, Paul George hit a three-point shot to tie the game at 124 apiece with 1.7 seconds left. The following play, the Nuggets get the ball obviously on possession, and Nikola Jokic throws it to Gary Harris, who catches and releases with Russell Westbrook's hand in his face for a three-point shot, dagger, buzzer beater, game over in the Pepsi Center. Adam Morris has the whole recap over there, Locked On Nuggets, part of the Locked On NBA branch over there. So diving right into it. Our next award that we are going to be talking about is obviously Defensive Player of the Year. Now this, there was a wide variety of guys here. Calais Campbell, 
down there in Jacksonville. Moving on from Arizona, Aaron Donald for the Rams, Cameron Jordan of the Saints, Demarcus Lawrence for the Dallas Cowboys, Bobby Wagner, linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, and Jalen Ramsey, a defensive back. He was the only defensive back voted for. Now, there were two other players voted here. I voted a completely different guy, and this isn't to be biased. Like This is legitimate up there. Von Miller was my vote when I did this. I wrote in Von Miller because Von Miller had a phenomenal year, the best edge pass rusher in the National Football League this season statistically and according to Pro Football Focus. Ten and a half sacks and 84 pressures was a lead league-leading uh, league statistic for Von Miller. And unfortunately, the Denver Broncos' 5-11 and record doesn't get them the recognition you know, that they really deserve. And Demarcus Lawrence, you know, he's phenomenal for Dallas, but Von Miller had a better year. So here were the candidates, obviously. And the winner of the Locked On Podcast Network Defensive Player of the Year turned out to be Aaron Donald, defensive lineman out of the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Donald underweight Phillips, despite going through the holdout with the you know, new contract and training camp and preseason when well, he ended up coming back. And, and he, got, he got going. He was a force for the Los Angeles Rams, and he was voted for. Uh, he won with seven votes compared to six over Clayus Campbell, who was second in voting. Cameron Jordan was tied for last with Bobby Wagner. And so it's crazy. No, Jalen Ramsey. Bobby Wagner had two. So Bobby Wagner came in third. And then obviously you had two other players not listed, one being Von Miller. Don't know who voted the other player, but... Aaron Donald takes the cake here on Defensive Player of the Year, National Football League, Locked On Podcast, award show here, Locked On Broncos. Now our next category is Defensive Rookie of the Year, and I tell you what, there were some impressive rookies in the National Football League, and we're going to start off with, obviously, Jamal Adams, safety for the New York Jets, Miles Garrett, defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, TJ Watt, outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Tredavious White, cornerback out of Buffalo, and last but not least, Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback for the New Orleans Saints. Now, this one wasn't even close, okay? The, the consensus voted Marshawn Lattimore as the Defensive Rookie of the Year for New Orleans. And who's to say that that's not correct? Because Marshawn Lattimore had a phenomenal year and was even voted at his position for Best Defensive Back uh, Rookie of the Year. And he's unbelievable. Now, Miles Garrett has a lot of promise down there in Cleveland. And obviously, T.J. Watt, man, he had a phenomenal year, phenomenal campaign. And and that's why they were really comfortable with parting ways with James Harrison. And Tredavious White's a very young and promising up-and-coming cornerback for the Buffalo Bills. He's going to get better as time goes on. And Jamal Adams is a guy at safety that's going to provide the New York Jets secondary with some solid leadership for years to come. So I look forward to seeing the evolution of these rookies. And obviously the Denver Broncos have some rookies I look forward to seeing, you know, going forward. And we're going to see how that goes. But obviously if we could do a sophomore of the year, I think, uh, you know, Justin Simmons would be in that conversation. He had a phenomenal year, but they don't have that category. So our next category was for executive of the year. Now, these are the guys that run the NFL franchises. And I tell you what, there were a lot of great choices here. Now, you had candidates David Caldwell down there in Jacksonville with Tom Coughlin in Jacksonville as well. Rick Spielman of the Minnesota Vikings, Les Snead of the Los Angeles Rams, and Howie Roseman of the Philadelphia Eagles here. Now, the winner of this award ended up being Howie Roseman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, what the Philadelphia Eagles have done in a complete year under Carson Wentz, his second year as an NFL quarterback, a true MVP candidate before tearing his ACL, 
Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles as an organization have done a phenomenal job and now they're playing in the Super Bowl this weekend so Howie Roseman this award will be even more true for you if you guys go ahead and dismantle the New England Patriots and Super Bowl 52 which airs here this Sunday NBC don't miss the kickoff and uh, the second place person in this obviously was uh, Rick Spielman the Minnesota Vikings the Vikings did phenomenal and who would have thought Case Keenum was going to be a guy for the Minnesota Vikings that would get them to the playoffs the NFC championship it's unbelievable but congratulations Howie Roseman you are the executive of the year now we move on to the most improved player. Now this is this is a tough one. This is unbelievably tough because there were a lot of players in the National Football League this year, in my honest opinion, that played really well to get consideration for the most improved player. Now your candidates here are Adam Thielen, wide receiver out of the Minnesota Vikings, Case Keenum, quarterback for the Vikings, Carson Wentz, at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Jared Goff, quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. Now this one was close between Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Jared Goff wins with 47.4% of the votes over Carson Wentz, who had received 31.6% of the votes. Jared Goff is definitely the most improved player. Now, I mean, you could this could be a tie, honestly, between Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Both of them had a phenomenal year. Jared Goff went from a bust last year to uh, an NFL potential MVP candidate this year. And the same thing with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, for a rookie last year, played pretty dang well. He's now he wasn't considered a bust or anything. He was considered a very promising guy and in his sophomore season this year, he lit up the NFL and was is the true MVP candidate in my honest opinion. We'll get to the MVP award here in a little bit here locked on Broncos. But before we get to that, I want to take the time to tell you guys to go check out my man Matt Williamson over at Locked On NFL. With big week with the Super Bowl approaching, Matt Williamson has you covered with all the latest news, analysis, and updates regarding the National Football League over there on the Locked On NFL branch. Locked On Podcast Network. So, moving into our final slate of awards, we have the big one here. Now, the question is, who is the NFL MVP. Now, there were a lot of candidates in this one, and I, you know, I got to tell you, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what happened in this one. It's almost kind of obvious, but man, there were some very good MVP candidates for the NFL, and obviously a guy being Russell Wilson is one guy who's underrated. Case Keenum, uh, not sure about Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger was on the list, but he struggled a lot. Antonio Brown, definitely a guy who is a difference maker, could have been an MVP uh, candidate. Obviously, you have Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, New England Patriots, and Todd Gurley running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Todd Gurley put up a lot of all-purpose yards this year, scored a lot of touchdowns, running the ball, and also out of the backfield catching the ball. Carson Wentz for a sophomore in the NFL came out and threw threw a lot of touchdowns was efficient with the ball before tearing his ACL in my honest opinion I, I feel like Carson Wentz is the NFL MVP but the voters say otherwise the voters have voted in terms of eight to six 42.1 percent of fan, of the voters from the locked on network voted Tom Brady as the NFL MVP and Todd Gurley at 31.6 percent is the second place guy with Antonio Brown following up in third Tom Brady you know his efficiency Tom Brady had uh you know there's always one game 
throughout the year, every single year where Tom Brady has a game where he struggles, he's off, and all of a sudden that's the game where people say, well, this is what Tom Brady's done. Tom Brady's done in the National Football League. Everybody's figured out Tom Brady, and then he goes on to light up the NFL the rest of the way. And Tom Brady's on, on a war path right now to get to the Super Bowl, and they have a chance to obviously win it big and obviously get Tom Brady once again another ring. And hopefully Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles can derail that on Sunday in the Super Bowl. But Carson Wentz, in my opinion, is the uh, bona fide NFL MVP. The fact that they are in the Super Bowl despite him also speaks volumes about the type of system that Doug Peterson has as a head coach down there in Philadelphia. So anytime you can get that element going, you really can't go wrong. So Tom Brady is the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NFL Branch, NFL MVP. Now, moving on to the Offensive Player of the Year. There were a lot of guys that put up numbers. A lot of guys. And on this list, there, there are about five guys. There's DeAndre Hopkins, Rob Gronkowski, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Todd Gurley. Well, let's just say only two players received votes. Todd Gurley and Antonio Brown received votes in this category. Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski, DeAndre Hopkins did not receive a single vote in this category. Now, Todd Gurley led the way with 14 votes over Antonio Brown's five votes. Now, 73.7% of the voters here on the Locked On NFL branch voted that Todd Gurley is the NFL's Offensive Player of the Year this year, and Antonio Brown is a close second. Well, not really close because there's a big, big margin there, but both guys have a legitimate case to be Offensive Player of the Year. But I think Todd Gurley, regardless, gets this because it's hard for a running back to really win the NFL MVP award. So they're probably going to give Todd Gurley here the Offensive Player of the Year award, which I think is very fitting based on what he did under Sean McVay's offensive system and philosophy down there in Los Angeles. So very blown away by that. Todd Gurley, phenomenal player. I'm very impressed with him, and I look forward to seeing how he continues to grow over over the years as a running back in the National Football League. He's more than just a running back. Now, with the NFL evolving the way it is, it allows guys like Todd Gurley who are very dynamic. And we see it with, you know, a guy who's in our next category, Alvin Kamara, as guys who are utility men. They could get paid as a running back and a receiver. So when they go to contract negotiations, they got to put on there, well, I'm also a receiving threat. And so I should be getting some receiver money combined with tailback money. So that makes things hard. But agents really capitalize on that. And we'll definitely have to see how that goes, especially as Le'Veon Bell is trying to negotiate a new contract for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So our next category is Offensive Rookie of the Year. And these guys are Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Deshaun Watson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, these are all very, very amazing candidates for this obviously category now Alvin Kamara out of New Orleans is unbelievably dynamic out of the backfield very patient when he hits the hole very explosive runner whenever you give him a gap to run through he explodes through it and he has the opportunity to hurt you in a variety of ways in the return game as well as out of the backfield receiving they'll do times where Drew Brees will motion Kamara out and obviously get him in a one-on-one situation with an inside linebacker or maybe even a nickel corner or even a safety and Kamara you know he was another guy that was an all-purpose back outside of Todd Gurley both him and Gurley were very dynamic in terms of being able to catch the ball and also run it. So uh, Kareem Hunt, phenomenal year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Ran very hard, stepped up. His first carry was a fumble, and then he ended up getting the ball after that. And he was on a wrecking, you know, he was a wrecking ball throughout the rest of the season. So good to see Kareem Hunt on there. He's a very talented tailback. The Denver Broncos are going to have to face him 
for years to come here. And obviously, Leonard Fournette, I thought, deserved a little more consideration. He was phenomenal down there in Jacksonville, and he was a big reason they beat the Buffalo Bills and obviously uh, contended against the New England Patriots. It, you know, it was unbelievable. I, I thought that Leonard Fournette was a factor they should have utilized more in the second half. They and Instead of running all the stretch plays, run it on the A-gap where the New England Patriots defense was giving it to you, and you could have had an opportunity to have some success. But... Uh, he's just unable to. So Deshaun Watson, another guy who also got some voting consideration, had a phenomenal year. Now, with, with Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans were looking very legitimate as a team that could be in the playoffs and cause a lot of havoc in the AFC. Now, unfortunately, he tore his ACL against the Seattle Seahawks and was out for the rest of the year. So eager to see how Deshaun Watson responds coming back, but he definitely deserves a huge consideration for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Juju Smith-Schuster emerged late for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a phenomenal receiving threat. He's going to be a guy that Big Ben's going to have the opportunity to throw to. Honestly, when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers roster, if you're dealing with a guy like Martavis Bryant who's crying about everything and is complaining, being negative in the public eye about whatever he's doing, you can you can get rid of him because Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy who's going to be very reliable and he's not going to be a headache for you in terms of personality wise so that's just my personal opinion but uh moving on to our our next category special teams player of the year now the choices here were greg zerline johnny heckler farrell cooper and justin tucker now we had three los angeles rams players here and i hate to say spoiler alert three out of four choices are rams players so the likelihood of somebody else doing it is at 25 percent chance so greg zerline took the cake kicker for the los angeles rams with seven total votes johnny hecker was three uh had three votes was four votes shy of tying greg zerline and Farrell cooper return guy was voted for six people voted for justin tucker now between greg zerline and justin tucker this was a one horse race here and justin tucker in my opinion probably could have caught greg zerline depending on the other vote and we had one person vote other category not sure who it is i know it's not brandon mcmanus so he had a very rough year and well that's just another episode for another day but uh these are all the awards the recap for the Locked On Podcast Network award show here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, I think the important thing is we do these for fun. I think it's pretty special. You know, every year you hear the ESPN, the NFL.com, they always go through their power rankings and they always go through their end of the year awards. And we thought it would be a very special thing to be able to do a Locked On NFL award show on all of our Locked On Podcast shows here on the network and I think it's super important you know the Falcons just did one and here you are locked on Broncos hearing the results so you know I I like it I like it I think we need to incorporate it more often I think that's the plan going forward here but uh definitely a lot of um consideration I watched a lot of film you know at the end of the football season you really have to go back and watch a lot of film and you don't watch just film on your team you know you go back and you watch film on on teams in the playoffs now right now I've spent a lot of time watching film on the Eagles and their previous games all year trying to find out what the New England Patriots might try to exploit and attack and the same thing I watched the Patriots games from all year this during this course of waiting for the Super Bowl to get here and and seeing where they are vulnerable and what Nick Foles and obviously company can do against the uh, well-adjusted defense for the second half of the season the Patriots defense has adjusted and played very well and how obviously can you stop Tom Brady we've seen it against the Jacksonville Jaguars you can try to hit him. You can obviously get to him. He's still going to get throws off, in there, and that makes him very tough. So the Eagles have a tough task this Sunday here on NBC 
kicking off the ball against the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. And I tell you what, just enjoy it. Invite your friends over or to Papa John's or something like that or obviously get those little Smokies. I know what I'm doing. I'm buying a bunch of little Smokies and I'm putting them in barbecue sauce, putting them in the crock pot, maybe some meatballs too. And we're going to have a have a good festivities. Now, like I said, send me your photos on Super Bowl Sunday of your Super Bowl pregame tailgates at home, what what your traditions are. Going to share them on Twitter, at Lockdown Broncos, at Cody Work NFL, and obviously uh, the best ones, the most prolific choice will win a prize here locked on broncos we'll send it to you don't matter what if you're a a patriots fan eagles fan vikings fan if you're an nfl fan and you're watching the most prolific choice will win a prize here from locked on broncos so stay tuned for that i'll tweet the details at cody work nfl at locked on broncos like i said go check out our work at predominantlyorange.com as well as lockdownbroncos.com. evan gray tearing it up over there lockdownbroncos.com, and obviously the wonderful staff that i have an opportunity to write with work with talk with talk football analyze the game with over at predominantlyorange.com. check us out follow me on twitter at cody work nfl and follow the show on twitter at Locked On Broncos. Once again, I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed the show here. We will see you on Monday with the Super Bowl recap for the obviously the Patriots and the Eagles, and we'll see who wins. I'm very excited to see how this game and this matchup are gonna uh, pan out. You know, and I think that's something that we're gonna really look forward to. We'll definitely do a periscope after the Super Bowl, and we'll talk all about it. And then obviously full recap Monday. Locked On Broncos here on the Locked On Podcast Network.